Welcome to the Journal of American College of Clinical Pharmacy, JACCP, podcast. I'm Nadia Gibran, one of the guest editors for the February 2022 special issue titled The Opioid Crisis, Opportunities for Clinical Pharmacy Practice. For this special issue, our goal was to highlight how a variety of disciplines in clinical pharmacy are already addressing the opioid crisis. This issue features original research pieces in areas such as pain management of hospitalized sickle cell patients, as well as post-operative pain management. There are also clinical pharmacy forms on guidance for emergency medicine pharmacists treating opioid use disorder, as well as acute care pharmacists in opioid use disorder management, which we'll be discussing more today. Hello, and I am Suzanne Nesbitt, the other guest editor for this themed issue. Today, we are delighted to be talking with Dr. Madison Irwin on her Clinical Pharmacy Forum, co-authored with Dr. Autumn Walkerly, titled Role of the Pharmacist in Acute Care Interventions for Opioid Use Disorder, a Scoping Review. Dr. Irwin is a Clinical and Translational Sciences Postdoctoral Fellow at the University of Michigan College of Pharmacy. She also completed her PGY-1 and PGY-2 in pain management and palliative care at the University of Michigan. Madison, thank you for joining us today and welcome to the podcast. First, could you share the purpose of this review and why you and your co-author found it important? Absolutely. Uh, First of all, I'd just like to thank you for having me. So Autumn and I were co-residents. She is a psychiatric pharmacist by training, and we were in the same PGY2 class at the University of Michigan. She is now in sunny Los Angeles as an assistant professor at University of Southern California. So she is enjoying a little bit nicer weather than I currently am here in Ann Arbor. But in regard to the purpose of the review, as we mentioned, there was a new inpatient substance use disorder, multidisciplinary consult service being developed during our residency year. My residency program coordinator, Dr. Jillian DiClemente, and Autumn's residency program director, Dr. Amy Vandenberg, were involved in the development and gave us the opportunity to join in as well. To prepare for launching the service, Autumn and I began looking to the literature for examples of what was already being done. And to our very genuine surprise, there just didn't seem to be a lot out there. So we thought it was a perfect opportunity for a scooping literature review. Our research question for this review was, what is known about the role of pharmacists in acute care interventions for opioid use disorder? Our search was initially prompted out of a desire to inform our own practice, but the further we got, the more we realized this would be valuable to other practitioners interested in improving care for opioid use disorders and substance use disorders. And we thought that it could serve as a call to action to pharmacists who are already doing this work, but maybe not publishing it. Your paper provides a great table of the studies you found in your literature review surrounding pharmacists' acute care interventions in opioid use disorder. What did you and Autumn find regarding pharmacists in this space? Thank you. So in reviewing the literature, we found that pharmacists' activities really fell under two categories, either interventions aimed at harm reduction or aimed at initiation of medications for opioid use disorder. The harm reduction interventions all focused on getting naloxone kits in hand to people with histories of OUD before they left the hospital. And this is so important because as pharmacists, we know how much happens between a script being sent to a community pharmacy and it actually being dispensed to a patient. 
These activities usually also included overdose education, either developed and or provided by pharmacists and student pharmacists. The other three studies included described inpatient or emergency department services that facilitated medication for opioid use disorder initiation or management. Two of these described interdisciplinary teams and the third described a pharmacist consult service for pain management, specifically in people with substance use disorders. Across the board for both categories of interventions, pharmacists usually had a key role in operationalizing interventions. This included things like developing guidelines and protocols, building flow sheets, medication counseling templates, and order sets. The majority of the studies also described pharmacists providing education to hospital staff and patients, both in more formal settings and as a part of rounding. Finally, a handful of studies identified pharmacists as being involved in dispensing related activities, so either putting naloxone kits together or directly dispensing those kits to patients. I'm sure the readers will be excited to read what's already being done, as you just described, in the acute care setting in opioid use disorder management. What were some of the deficiencies you found in those studies though? I think in general, there's just a lot less literature out there exploring what pharmacists can do in the acute care setting compared to what is being done in the ambulatory care and community pharmacy space. I do think that this is reflective of healthcare trends and practice overall. It's only recently that we have been working to address substance use disorders in the inpatient setting instead of saying, we'll deal with this when they're discharged. The other big thing that we saw is that a lot of literature focused on pharmacist involvement in opioid stewardship activities, which is huge and should not be undervalued in any way. But, and I actually just recently came across a paper modeling this in a community setting, just improving opioid prescribing practices or just increasing access to naloxone alone is nowhere near as powerful as implementing multiple interventions aimed at reducing risk of developing OUD in the first place, treating existing OUD with medications for opioid use disorder, and implementing harm reduction practices. We would like to see, in general, more literature on what pharmacists are actually doing in acute care settings. Additionally, I think it will also be really important that authors identify funding sources and provide cost analyses to help with understanding what the feasibility and sustainability of these activities are. While there is work being done in this space and it's important work, it sounds like we as pharmacists have more to do and many more opportunities. Lastly, can you share with us what the paper concluded as to how pharmacists can play a role moving forward? So one of the coolest things about our collaboration is that I'm coming from a pain palliative care background and Autumn is coming from a psychiatric background. We would like to see more collaboration between these two specialties specifically because there can be enormous value in that. Chronic pain and psychiatric conditions are highly coexistent with one another and with substance use disorders. The complex medication management for these patients is really where I think pharmacists can shine. I also think that the pharmacist pain management consult service described in one of the studies is such a good example of how we can leverage pharmacists to expand care to patient populations who may be receiving suboptimal care because there is a shortage of specialist providers. Finally, I do think that here and just in general, it is so important for us as pharmacists to be aware of and involved in dispensing activities on some level. Like if I don't know what a dosage form for a medication looks like, I can guarantee that most of the time, no one else on my team will either. 
So finding ways to maintain that knowledge of the actual physical products being dispensed while still providing more clinical services in non-dispensing roles should also be a goal. This could mean, for example, leveraging pharmacy technicians to help with some of these dispensing activities, like assembling naloxone kits or delivering them to bedsides. And that's just one example. There are so many others out there that we haven't heard of or haven't explored. And I know I already said finally, but I do have one more point. We want to see pharmacists publishing and talking about the work that they are doing. I am sure that this review is just the tip of the iceberg. Absolutely. Thank you for your insights today. And thank you for joining us, Madison, and sharing your important work and giving us some things to think about. As a reminder, this and all of the articles of the themed issue are available for free during the month of February. So we hope you avail yourself to the whole themed issue contents.